we said. The Press Box. Back with another edition of the Press Box Podcast. Mike Grace for my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers. Glad you found us where we offer up just a slice of what you can hear every day on our daily radio show, The Press Box. Heard on great radio stations around the state and online 24-7 at pressboxradio.com. If you listen there or listen here every day, we thank you for doing so. And if you'd like to uh, thank us in return, you can do so not only by listening. We thank you for that. But also help us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can follow us and like us there and even subscribe to this press box. That would help as well. Find us simply search Pressbox Radio 1. That's Pressbox Radio and the number one to find the Pressbox podcast. Subscribe, even tell a friend. They can find us on Apple and Google Podcasts, plus iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you find your favorite podcast. Pressbox Radio and the number one. All right, let's get started. This is for uh, Tuesday morning, and yesterday's show on Monday found yours truly with a couple of burrs in my saddle thanks to a long weekend of watching college baseball. I picked up on a couple of things that rubbed me the wrong way, and we had to talk about it inside the press box. Welcome in. Hour number two is underway for episode number 101. Crank it up number, uh, week number 20 with a Monday, June 14th edition of the Press Box. Mike Grace and Master Control. Teddy Byers down in Mobile. Chris Stewart in Birmingham. Lots of super regional talk uh, this show. Uh, our thanks again to Brad Logan of Jackson, Mississippi's WJTV TV 12 for joining us in hour number one. Coming up in hour number two. Former Crimson Tide pitcher, now ESPN SEC Network analyst, Lance Cormier, going to join us. And Chris Stewart, we got to get on Lance. I think he's Twitterless. I was trying to, uh, you know, do our, our daily post this morning, yeah. who I guess we're going to be. And uh, I can't find Lance on Twitter. What's the deal? Good for him. Yeah. Good, good for him. I applaud anybody who has not been uh, sucked into that this yeah. rabbit hole known as Twitter. Yeah, probably a good thing. And yeah. so I'm, uh, I applaud him and, and pray that he continues to show great restraint, being the only one that does. Well, I know this will shock you too, but I got a couple of birds in my saddle, and uh, I have blocked off this time of the show to uh, – to, to get some stuff off my chest. Is that okay, J.D.? Are you okay? Yeah, go point? ahead. Well, Mike, I mean, J.D., you go ahead and mute yours. I'll mute mine. We'll just text. <laughs> no, no, no. This, I, okay? I, I, want, I want you guys to participate. I need some help. But first of all, and again, you guys may be handicapped because you didn't watch a whole lot of baseball, college baseball this weekend. I did. It's, I'm a watched it all day, every day. Replay review in college baseball must get quicker, okay? We, we, are, we are changing, and this happens, I guess, in football and even basketball some, too. But I noticed, especially this weekend, there are some situations where the length of the, the delays are impacting the game. And, and, and I can give you a perfect example. Uh, let's go yesterday to Starkville, Mississippi. Um, Aiden Tyrell is the starter for, for Notre Dame. They are the designated home team for game number two. So State's hitting first. First pitch of the ball game, drilled to the right center gap for a triple for uh, Rowdy. His last name's escaping me. Leadoff man for Mississippi State. Anyway, so a runner at third after one pitch. Second pitch is a fly ball. Sack fly drives him in. State leads one nothing after two pitches in that 14,385, however many it was there yesterday. We're going nuts after two pitches. State led one nothing. Tyrell walks the next guy on six pitches. Uh, and on the first pitch to the next batter, the runner attempts to steal second, gets thrown out. They go to a, a review. And it takes the life out of that stadium. I mean, the 14,385, whatever it was, they were cranked up and then it goes to nothing. And then after they replay the stolen base, he is out 
That's out number two in the inning. Two. And then one more pitch and a pop-up for out number three. And Aiden Tyrell's out of the inning after eight pitches. And I'm not blaming replay for the whole thing. I just think State missed an opportunity to really put some pressure on Aiden Tyrell, who, as it turns out, came back and mowed him down. Seven and a third, five hits, one run, six Ks, had a wicked slider that State just could not catch. State State didn't have two men on base at the same time until the eighth inning. Yeah. I had this happen at Notre Dame. Had this happen at Notre Dame and it iced Notre Dame. Would Mike be having this argument on Monday morning, uh, Monday afternoon, oh, Monday press up. box? It's all about Mike, Chris. I, I now, wait up. a second. <laughs> no, no, you had yours. Had yours. Now, you had yours. That was my initial. That was my initial thought as well. I, I will say I agree in theory and principle what he's talking about. But the purpose of the replay, and while I do think they often take too long, purpose in replay is to get it right. And whether it's at Duty Noble or whether it's at Arkansas where you ain't got enough people, to, or excuse me, Arizona, not Arkansas, whether it's Duty Noble or Arkansas or Arizona where they didn't have enough people to start a fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. The purpose of replay is to get the call right. It does not matter, in theory, what it does to the crowd. I also think that in baseball, maybe it's the nature of things already being slow. It doesn't bother me as much on replay as it does some of the other where it's it's truly paced, whether you're talking football, uh, basketball. Those delays bother me because we're used to the, the per- perpetual motion, constant motion, momentum, all of that. Baseball, okay, we're taking, you know, I don't like it. But I don't think it takes away as much, and I wish it could be quicker. But some of these, J.D., are are truly game-changing, and you have to get it right. So whether – regardless of what – and I don't – again, I don't in full disagree with Mike. I'm just saying that you can't let the size of the crowd in the circumstances dictate how long you look at a, a call because it can factor in. And the day before was a one-run game. So I could see where the umpires are like, man, that last was a one-run. Oh, yeah. I would sure hate to goof this one. And it. Well, I I just – my two things. Number one, I saw somebody say, all right, let's put a 60-second time limit on it. Because at some point, once you've seen all the angles, you should be able to make a decision. You should be able to make a decision. And if if it's uphold the call, then uphold the call. Right. But here's the thing. We don't know when that clock starts. Yeah. Because we're sitting there. We're thinking, all right, from the time it ends – but if they're going to a replay center, you don't know if they've got technical problems. You don't know what their communication to the the video was. There uh, six at once. Yeah, I mean, so it's collaborative. The clock start, you know. And if your purpose in getting it right, I know they take too long on some things. I don't disagree. You got humans involved. There's going to be human error. But there's they've opened this Pandora's box now. <laughs> On going to a replay, and if you're going to stop play and you're going to go to it, you're going to spend all the money they're spending on it, by golly, get it right. Stop it. Get it right. I, I, you bring up another point that, that maybe we can sidetrack a little bit. J.D., do you have a, a pace of play suggestion for us before I change the, the topic here a little bit? Umpire behind the plate yeah. or first base yeah. has a stopwatch. Yeah, yeah. When – 
pitching coach or head coach, whoever it is, makes mound visits. Yep. Yeah. When he yeah. steps out of that dugout, clock starts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I I'm absolutely okay detest as a broadcaster, but it could also be a fan when they stroll out oh, slow. Oh, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I Buddy, they if you can't get out down. there at a reasonable pace and get your conversation, and there's a runner, because more than likely you're making a mound visit because there's a runner on. And if you don't get your tail off and across that first base or third base line, by the time we hit zero, that runner advances. I, I no cannot problem. stand that slow, that really slow stroll. Like, and all they're like, doing is buying this game. All they're yeah. doing is is icing, and they're buying time for the pin. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, part of the problem with replay this weekend, and really, I guess the last two weekends, goes to uh, one of the tweets that you had over the weekend, Chris. I, I watched you um, talk about our buddy, like Dave Neal. Dave Neal is at home trying to call that Mississippi State Super Regional, and he's doing it off of cameras um, and, and screens that are operated by not ESPN professionals. These are... In, not in, all of them. Not all of them. No, no. In, in some right. cases, they are students who work for the Mississippi State Sports Production Department. Same thing in Arkansas. Um, and, and instead of ESPN sending their top-notch folks, they, they use the on-site crew. And usually they're great. They're fantastic. But the camera angles and the camera work that they get is is not necessarily the best it could be. And it puts it puts Dave Neal at a real disadvantage. He and, and all the other guys trying to call these games this weekend are at a real disadvantage. They can't see the game to, to do their job. They can't. Look, you could have the best, most trained, well-qualified production people that there are in the business. Your Olympic primetime sports network broadcast people and it still would be uh, a situation where the play-by-play broadcaster and analyst are handcuffed even with the best that are available they are at a disadvantage as opposed to being on site it is wonderful what opportunity the sec network the, the relationship with ESPN for the ACC, for all schools. Sanford was one of them because you used to be involved with this, Mike. It happens for South Alabama, yep. J.D., as you well know, because you do a number of these broadcasts. It's wonderful in terms of exposure for the programs where parents who are often hundreds, sometimes thousands of miles away, or fans that have no relation to the student-athletes, can watch and keep up with their teams through this format, okay, in this vehicle where it's understandable and it is perfectly acceptable to use students who are not veteran professionals on these type broadcasts. But those broadcasts with those workers and that level of inexperience should never be involved in helping determine the outcome of a ball game. And that's what a reviewable call by looking at that feed should. And I will say, I can even live with it in certain regular season games. I'm not a fan of it, but I can live with it because I understand. Here's but in a, in a mm-hmm. post-season championship level round there's no way that level of inexperience should be allowed to have a role 
in the outcome of a ball game, and that's what these reviewable calls do. Here's a catch-22 at a lot of campuses who do use students. Now, I, I go to LSU, Alec Box Stadium. They, they do an SEC Network in-house production. I don't see any students. They're all professionals. They're all my age or older. Based on budgets. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. based on who can you hire. Are there local professionals Here's the you deal. can bring in? Yeah. You could have students who by this time of year and have done it two or three years and know the game can be very stellar. They understand the yeah, importance yeah. of being there. for. Here's the problem. It's June 13th. Yeah. Students aren't in. That's true. They're gone. And we, and we do that. We, we have that problem right here is we have an event going, and it may be basketball during Christmas break. Yeah. And you've depended yeah. on students that are trained, they're ready to roll, and all of a sudden you look and you go, they're not here. Oh. They're not here. They're not here. So you yeah. go out and you get somebody, and maybe they've done telecast, or maybe they work in a sports department. Maybe they've shot highlights their whole life, and you think, well, they know how to work a camera, but they don't get the broadcast side of it, which is really hard in baseball. Yep. Runner goes to first. What does the third base camera do? Everybody has to know the sequence and where the play may be coming up next, depending on the direction of the ball being hit. And it can, it can get you in a predicament. I'll tell you this, J.D., take the students out of the equation. I saw this this weekend, and I wasn't going in trying to nitpick. It, it just kept presenting itself. Take the, take the student part out. The professionals who are supposed to be the producers and directors in the booth determining which shots you oh, yeah. actually see. The play-by-play guys are, again, at their mercy. Yes. yes. Okay? They're because they're having to call it off these pictures that we're watching at home. Now, they may have, in some situations, they may have the multiple angles so that you're, you're trying to watch six different screens to see what you need to see. But if they're watching what's called the program feed, which is what we're watching at home, mm-hmm. they're cutting while a pitch is going on. I'm fine with the replay, but they want to show you the live, in-game mm-hmm. shot of the umpire cam, mm-hmm. okay, mm. and the you can't, ball's you can't see hit, if there's a shift, and they got a dang clue where the ball's going, and the play-by-play guys trying to describe it, and they got no shot, and I feel for them because we get nobody knows the guy in the truck. I'm talking about as a as a fan, you're watching, and nobody knows the guy in the truck, and nobody knows the guy behind the camera, but they know the guy on the mic because it's our butts on the line. Because we're the ones with the name face there, and they're leaving us hanging out to dry, and ESPN don't care. It ain't for the it ain't for safety. It's for the money, and they're trying to recoup it. And I'll even tell you this: I don't have a problem with that. Just admit it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Please understand, my beef is not with these student crews. No, my, my, my beef is not, not with either. them. No, my beef is not with them. My beef is with ESPN for, and I, and I understand the pandemic affected everybody's bottom line, but I'm with you. If you're going to go with student crews, if you're going to go with this production plan, um, you owe it to, to the your, your audience to tell them the truth as to why you're doing that. And it's not about safety anymore. It is about money. And again, I bring up Dave Neal again, Chris, because look, there's a ball hitting the right field corner with runners at second and third. Here comes the throw. He knows the first guy scored from third, but he has no idea whether the guy from second was waved around and came home or whether he's no. standing at third. He has no idea. He can't no. do his job if he's not at the stadium. No, and baseball is one where you need that more than ever because 
you need, while the camera is showing you the ball in the corner, you need to be able to, you need to be able to tell what's not there, which is the fact that so and so's rounding third, so that you can anticipate as the viewer. Yeah, they're going to cut to that shot, and you're going to see it. But if you can't see that, you have no idea. You can't describe that. And again, six months ago, three months ago, maybe even one month ago, I get it. Yeah. I'm just thankful that we had games played, that we could broadcast in whatever manner possible, and that we had that back. I, I got, I understood all that. I have no problem with then. This is now, and there's 15,000 people shoulder to shoulder, hugging, pouring beer on each other at ball games around the country. Oh, but we're going to keep the announcers at home for safety. It's no, stupid. No reason. And it's, no reason. It, it's on one, on one hand, like it's it. stupid. On the other, it's, it's totally disingenuous. And as I say, it, it just hurts me because we know Dave Neal. And, and he and Kyle Peterson are doing the, the Starkville Super Regionals. Dave was on the show with us Friday. Right. And, and, you know, I brought him in by saying, please tell me your bosses are sending you to Starkville. And he, unfortunately, had to give us the disappointing answer that, no, he's yeah. going to stay at home. Because we had heard back during regional week that maybe, right. maybe they would be able to travel for Super Regional Week. And, and again, to be I just, clear, they're not complaining. They're not no, it's not them. complaining to us. No, no. And they can't. No. They, they're not, but they can't. <laughs> but it's why I am so appreciative. Somebody sent me a text that said, uh, well, Chris, you're going to get fired. No. You didn't read the whole series of texts. I am so grateful to Learfield, who I work for. Yes. I'm a consumer of ESPN. I'm an employee of Learfield Sports yeah. in Learfield uh, IMG College. IMG College. They are the ones that employ me. And they had the, um, the integrity and the fortitude to send us, and not everybody in that umbrella did, but the Crimson Tide Sports Network, my boss, Jim Carabin, fought for us to be in Nashville for the SEC tournament, fought for us to be on site at the NCAA tournament, and thankfully, with the agreement of the Alabama Athletic Department, allowed us and fought for us to be on site for road baseball games. We were in person for every baseball game this year and if we can be there for alabama and jacksonville state on a tuesday night why in blue hades <laughs> can't espn be in fayetteville arkansas for a super regional baseball the bottom line is those professionals our friends they deserve better. They deserve a better setup to do their job where they can do the best job because they are the best in the business. Dave Deal, Mike Morgan, Tom Hart, all guys who appeared on this radio show and do a great job for ESPN covering college baseball. They just deserve better than they got this past weekend. That's the opinion of the Press Box. Mike Grace, Chris Stewart, J.D. Byers. You hear us weekdays on great radio stations around the state, including you know, great stations including Mobile Sports Talk 99.5, Fox Sports Shoals AM 1340 and 97.9 FM, and Gadsden's Fox Sports 102.9. Find us there and online 24-7, PressBoxRadio.com. Check the affiliates page there to find the station nearest you, the episodes page to hear the show on demand, or simply press the listen button to hear the Press Box anytime, 24-7. Just that. 
that simple. Thanks for being with us and stick around tomorrow. We're back with another edition of the Press Box Podcast.